Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to season 4 of Convert Central. Here in Convert Central, we bridge the gap between Muslims from all backgrounds in Singapore, regardless of whether you are converts, born Muslim, or prospective Muslim. Our podcasts are uploaded on Mondays and Fridays, and our community events are held every month. Be sure to join us whenever you can and let us know how we can do better on our social media platforms like Instagram or TikTok. Recommend any of your convert friends to us so that they can share their stories via the forms you can find on our Instagram bio. So from all of us to you, we pray that this new season is enjoyable and beneficial. Welcome back to Convert Central. So Alhamdulillah, we are all in, you know, biggest of smiles while starting our season 4. And here we are at episode 2 again. And as mentioned in last episode, episode 2 will be about one of the convert stories of our team members. So our team member who is going to join us today will be Sis Amy. Uh, she actually took her shahada last November and she's been with the team since August. So I've been privileged to meet her since I think Commerce Eat last year. And, you know, as a four-year-old convert, I can say safely that I've also learned so many things about Islam from her. So it's my pleasure to have her on the episode. And inshallah, today we'll get to listen to how she, you know, first got to know about Islam and also how she, you know, the circumstances leading to her conversion. But before that, I'll just invite her to introduce herself. So, Sheila, Sis Amira, would you like to introduce yourself? Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Hi, I'm Amy. Uh, I'm 23 years old this year, born in the year of rabbit. I'm a Chinese Muslim convert uh, of two months. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, I'm part of the Convert Central team in the outreach department. And I'm here to share my convert story, inshallah. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Uh, sis, Amy's uh, convert story is, is one of, you know, when I first met her in uh, earlier last year, um, she, re- she really shocked me and my team members who got to know that she was a convert because she at the point of time, she hadn't taken her shahada. And I recall myself, you know, me as a non-Muslim before I came to Islam, I was such a... If you were if you were seeing me then you wouldn't think that I was exploring Islam, you know. But here we were, we all saw Sis Amy and she was not Muslim, she was also exploring Islam. We were like, we all thought she was really a Muslim because you know of how much she knew Islam and uh, over the course of our conversations, you know, we realized that you know she 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 was someone that you know had already studied Islam for a long time before she came in. So this is a very interesting story that I'm coming to share with everyone. But so let's start, you know, like um, maybe you could tell us what was the first in- interaction you've had with Islam. Firstly, my my first impression of Muslims, I guess I I never really had much impressions um in in the first in the formative years of my life. Like um throughout primary secondary school, I've always been around uh Chinese. Yeah, I've never had like a friend from other races. Uh, it was only until I was in I went to Poly. Um, to study nursing. Then I met uh, friends of other races, including uh, Malay Muslims and Indian Muslims. So that was when I uh, started to be acquainted with Muslims and got to know of like, um, got to observe them uh, doing their practices, um, such as like fasting and praying. And I guess I never really had a bad impression of Muslims. Like I knew about terrorism, uh, what was happening with like the so-called Islamic State in the Middle East, but I but from because there were like Muslims living peacefully around us in Singapore, um, so I knew that Muslims they are not threatening people. These those people who are terrorists are just like extremists. Uh. 
Yeah, so I've always had, always had a good impression of Muslims because they're always like, actually I feel like a lot of Muslims I met in my life are one of the nicest people I know, uh, the most generous and kindest. Uh. And in Poly, when I ask them about their practices, then they explain, they are able to explain to me like uh, the rationale behind it, like what they're doing, like fasting is because of da da da. So like, I, I have a lot of respect for for the religion, yeah, but I never really had an inclination towards it. I think, wow, well, my, my, my own experience was very different from you. I didn't really know about religion or Islam um, as, a, as a kid because I didn't really practice religion as a religious thing. Maybe it was like a family thing. Um, so, like, what, what about you? Like, did you practice uh, religion growing up? Um, was it something that you knew of when you were a kid? And then when you learn about Islam from your Muslim friends uh, mm. as a younger person, right? Um, you, you realize that Islam is one of the religions around. Like, what, was that something that experienced? Um, so my religious background is like almost not existent, you know. <laughs> Wait, can I... no. Um yeah, so growing up I my family is mostly um like my extended family are mostly uh Buddhist Taoist. Uh like most Chinese like a lot of Chinese in Singapore um we practice a sort of hybrid version of Buddhism and Taoism where we do pray to uh, Buddha, Guan Yin, Goddess of Mercy. Um, but at the same time, we, we do a lot of Taoist practices like ancestor worship. So praying to ancestors for asking them for their blessings is also like part of the sort of culture. La. So like growing up, because I when I was young, when I was small, I lived with my grandmother. So um, she kept the outer table at home. And she, every morning, uh, every festive season, we will, uh, she will, she will like set up the altar and she will pray. Then, um, she will always ask me to help her like carry all the, uh, the offerings uh, for uh, to put on the altar table like offerings for the sort of the gods. So things like the fruits uh, and the cakes. So she asked me to carry. Then, uh, also, like during special occasions, my family will visit like temples. Uh, so so such as like Bisak Day and the 15th day of Chinese New Year. Like it's, but it wasn't very, like very religious for me. It wasn't like, okay, uh, this the philosophy behind this. What, what, what are we doing? Uh, why we do these practices? It wasn't that. It was just a very cultural thing. Uh, and a very sort of like family thing. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't really have a strong inclination either. Uh, but I, but like from what, my parents raised me like oh they always say you know like if we see like an insect that is like bothering us like he will he will shoot it away but he won't kill it la. so and then he will be like you know um buddhist people we you know buddhist uh, say, say that you know we cannot uh, we, we must be merciful to all animals la. so like it's a lot of very good teachings like that small small things la, that, that i had a good impression of buddhism mm. yeah what what was your impression of religion then like? Cause you, you mentioned that mm. your was, uh, telling you that when when you when you see like an insect, you don't kill it, mm-hmm. you kill it away. Um, did it leave like a good impression on religion for you? And growing up, do you think like religion was a good thing or something that you wanted in your life? Mm, yes, of course, definitely. Like, um, also because my mother is, uh, my mother when she was in poly, 
she converted to Christianity. So she had a Bible study group. So she had Christian friends and uh, that, and they would study the Bible together. And then my mom actually converted to Christianity, like she got baptized. Uh. Um, so she would, I guess growing up, she didn't really push it on me also, but she sort of like did say things like, I guess, like, you know, God God loves you. He'll, she'll say things like that. But even though she's not really practicing and all that. And also, like, I went to Catholic school. Um, I went to a Catholic primary school. Yeah. So they would teach us um, how to sing hymns, like the Lord's Prayer. They would teach us the Lord's Prayer, Hail Mary. Uh, as a kid, I, I mean, when you are taught these, like, beautiful lines, like, I feel, like, it's very beautiful, like, you know, to... You know, in Christianity also, there's this idea of love thy neighbor. So we always look out for the other person before yourself. Like, learn to forgive um, those who do wrong onto you as, as you would want God to forgive you. So I guess, um, yeah, I had a very good impression of religion. Uh, and actually, I always did think about like, okay, maybe in future, I want to have a religion. Uh, like my mom said, uh, I don't want to raise you uh, with any religion for now, but like in future you can explore whatever you want. No? So I was like, okay, great. Next time when I'm older and I'm like mature, I guess um I'll find out what what religion I want to follow. La. Yeah. <laughs> but of course I also knew like at the same time when I see things like you know terrorism and like religious extremism, especially in like a lot of cults. Um I, I like to watch all those like documentaries about American cults so, <laughs> so it, it also made me quite scared like um, that religion can have a very negative impact uh, um, mm. that people can be very desensitized to suffering desensitized to violence mm. um, purely like because they of their own religious belief so in a way I was I was very inclined towards religion but at the same time I was very skeptical and wary of it I see. It's, it's, it's so amazing that you're spending like chunks, big chunks of your life in other religions, like such as like you mentioned Taoism, Buddhism, and then for, you know, from your mom's influence, also there's Christianity and, and you know, understanding of different faiths through uh, these few like faucets of religion, right? But then Islam comes into your life and then, you know, subsequently, quickly, like most of us converts when we learn about Islam, we, we attach ourselves to it so so much because it's so beautiful, right? So maybe you could start to tell us about how you, you know, be, began to take an interest in Islam and what was the one, what's the thing that started you off towards Islam? Since you said that you were wary of it because of the hmm. things you're reading on social media. So like, what changed? What was the turning point? After I graduated from poly, I started work as a nurse and that was when, you know, I... I guess I was very excited to be like on the ground and like finally I fulfilled my dream. Uh, like the three years of studying and working for towards um like I finally have the chance to okay, I'm finally able to help a lot of people and save lives, blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, but actually when I started working on the ground, like uh work life, I guess it was very it was quite shocking to me. Um like firstly, adapting to work itself is a challenge. Secondly, like in where I work, I, I saw a lot of um, suffering, a lot of death. I guess not a lot of death, but like I would see suffering on a daily basis. Uh. Like it became like a common sight to, for me. And like a lot of the, like I, I guess it made me feel very jaded in a sense. 
and make me have sort of that existential crisis. Like, why, why are we put here to suffer? Like, why we grow old and we suffer and we become like this? Mm. Like, what is the point in living this life? And sort of, I guess, if, even if, like, okay, for example, like this, this 90-year-old lady that I'm seeing on the bed, um, she can't talk to me, she can't eat on her own. You know, she has to be sponged and and cleaned up every time, um, you know. So basically now her life is, I guess, to me, I would say, I would think of it that there's no point in her life right now. She has a heartbeat, but she's not living. What purpose does she fulfill in this, in this life, uh, in this universe? Like, it made me consider um, what is my own purpose in this life? What am I doing here? Why am I still sustaining her life? Like, is there a purpose to it? Yeah, from there, I start to think about, is there a God? Like, I guess I did believe that, uh, I didn't really believe that there was a God. But I, because I, I guess there wasn't really, like, solid evidence. At the time, I didn't really think that there was, like, proper evidence like if that's the God why he don't come and show himself to us why is he hiding for um so one there is no like proper scientific evidence in a sense but at the same time also there is no evidence to disprove that there is no God like like you can't you can't say that absolutely there is no one controlling this universe so I guess I was just like, okay, that, that question will forever be a question mark in my mind. <laughs> yeah, so. And then from then on, I guess, how did it lead to Islam? Okay, so then some, I guess like, because of my experiences um, after working, like I, I felt like I had something missing in my life. Uh, like there is no direction in my life. Like, okay, I'm just going to work and work in this um hellhole forever. <laughs> And that's the end of it. Um, so, and then I thought, okay, I guess I'm missing like companionship. Uh, maybe I'm just lonely. I just need someone to talk to. Uh. So <laughs> I went to look for um, someone to talk to. And then I met this person um, who is a Muslim. Uh, and although he's not very practicing, he, he mentioned to me like, um, okay, that everything that you need in your life is in the Quran. Uh. Then I just felt like okay, quite curious. Like, oh, what is it about the Quran that is um so special and like so unique? And well, really, everything in your life can can be found in the Quran. It's so powerful. So it made me think about that. Uh, it made me think about Islam. So I remember I went home and then I googled um what is Islam, <laughs> you know. What are the what are Muslim beliefs? Um, and then straight away Darwakam also popped out. <laughs> yeah, so um then there was Darwakam's um publications, the their free publications about uh Islamic beliefs, uh, prophethood, and so on. So from there I started to read and gain interest in Islam. What was the thing about Islam that differentiated itself from the previous religions that you've had? you know, come to know for so many years. And now that you've started to learn about Islam, what was the thing that attracted you towards it so much that you decided that to become Muslim after that? I guess the more, the thing about Islam is that the more you study about it, the more it draws you in. 
Like you want to find out even more every time you learn something. I don't know if there is a specific thing that drew me in into Islam. I guess probably it could be when I learn about Muslim converts. I do have an interaction with a convert because um, one of my uncle's uh, good friend is actually a convert who... Uh, he's a convert because uh, he actually married a Muslim. Mm. So um, my parents uh, know him well and he will visit my grandmother every Chinese New Year. So that's how we... I knew like, okay, there's such thing as like a Muslim, people who come into Islam. Uh. But I always imagine it to be like, okay, be- I always thought it's mostly because marriage, uh, then mm. because you have to be Muslim in order to mm. get married. So, uh, so I knew about converts, then I started to search about, okay, are there like Chinese converts in Singapore that, or, or like, I guess I wanted to know like what was the experiences of like, Muslim converts in general. Lah. So, of course, I went online and I searched. So, um, and I find that their stories are so inspiring and so amazing. Um, like, for example, I think one of the first few um, stories I read about was um, from Sister Jinghan um, Instagram page. Um, she actually shared this story about her husband and the incident where his wife actually accidentally spilled hot water on her daughter and then she was very furious like every mother would be la. um she was very angry towards her the the domestic helper but um her husband actually turned to her and, and said did you ask like our helper how is she like then it really struck her like like how how's selfish she was like in a sense um, that she did not think about her helper's well-being also and only put all the blame on her and actually Islam teaches us to have mercy towards everyone no matter like who they are and she believed that it is through um, her husband's Muslim upbringing and the Muslim beliefs that inculcated in that was inculcated into him that actually brought about this like wonderful character in him. So many and many other um, converts are also online sharing their voices, their stories, um, no matter what background they are from, Chinese, Indian, Malay, even like other countries. Um, there are so many converts uh, that share. And I feel that while well, actually Islam is like so diverse, like um, it's not what we think it is like for only a specific race, not only for like Malays or for Arabs. Actually, many people are converting to Islam from different backgrounds and Islam also teaches us that, you know, um, nobody is above another other than God. So, um, you know, Islam is so accepting. It has so much beauty in it. Um, and that really drew me in. It made me feel comforted that, okay, there is someone of my own race, my own background, um, Singaporean Chinese, um, yeah. female, uh, a young girl, okay, not very young, but <laughs> a young adult, I guess, um, coming into this religion. Like, people, like, I guess it's, it's encouraged, uh, it's accepted, and, and it can bring so much beauty into a person's life. So, that really struck me um, that 
uh, that Islam could be a religion that I can pursue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wanted to share and, and add mm-hmm. that like, sometimes we interview converts and we find the reason, the cause to why someone has taken the shahada. And then like for myself, mm-hmm. the cause is because I found Islam logical. Something special that we have uh, as human beings that Allah has given to us, right? And sometimes we, we might not fully understand this or so. It's, it's something, a concept called fitra. Uh, that, that translates to, the, the, you know, in English, that translates to like the, the natural state that the human soul uh, tends towards. And when we are back in Islam or when we are exploring Islam, it's, it's as if we are unlocking our intellect, our experiences and our minds to such a beautiful religion, such a balanced and comprehensive holistic religion that covers every part of our lives such so beautifully and sometimes right like we don't even need to find an, a specific reason why we come to islam then what do we look at right like for you perhaps like oh it wasn't a specific occurrence or a specific reason you know and then we, then in that case let's look at like like the effects of what of you coming to islam like like what, what has changed after you come into islam you know and and for most of us, like we can say that after we came to Islam, we be, we started to understand life more. And you mentioned that right before you 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 discover religion, while you were working as a nurse when you first started, you were just thinking like, like why is where is my life headed towards? And 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 that in itself, like the, the destination, the knowledge of that destination itself, is such a precious thing for a human being. It, it, at the end of the of our lives, like what will we amount to, right? Like what how how will we leave a mark either in this life or in the hereafter and of course if we are not religious then we don't have a hereafter you know we don't believe in a hereafter and and when islam gives that to us and when we start to understand the significance of this hereafter we we, we start to act differently and and yeah. that's when we look at the effects of of having islam in our lives and we realize that yeah this like this is the reason why someone has come into islam you know and and for you i think it's so amazing to to know that um, you, uh, you spend like as mentioned, spend long periods of your life exploring, um, you know, being inculcated in in different religions, and yet when you come to Islam, um, suddenly for, like through the course of your life, you're just progressing along your life normally, right? You finish poly, you become a nurse, as as thousands of people would be, become a nurse after they graduate, and and out of thousands of people, like you are the one that that has been given these thoughts. Why am I here? Like, what, is, what does life amount to? Um, you know, um, you, you look at what, is hap- what was happening around you and, you, and you, you, you look, you see from their experiences and death is such a, 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 a peculiar and precious thing for us human beings. Like, death is the thing that makes our life significant because that means there's an end to what, what, what we're doing. Right? If there's no death, then um, we won't have a time limit, you know? And, and when you are surrounded by this, amount of suffering and death that really helps you to think about your life right and and i i feel like it was a privilege that was given to you you know like it's a blessing that was given to you for you to just progressing along life normally and then have the opportunity for you to contemplate and and i'm 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 glad alhamdulillah that you took the chance to reflect and to think about why you know because this 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 question of why you know is the reason why many people explore religion I guess like I also just want to add on to that point where you mentioned about all human beings we have this fitra, like innate um desire to seek God. And yeah, actually I do believe in that um very much. And 
Yeah, I, I always get quite ticked off when people ask me about like, oh, why, why you want to convert? Like, they were, it's usually like the 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 answer everyone would, would expect is like, okay, because I'm getting married to, you know, a Muslim. But for me, that's not the case. Then I will have to like kind of find a way to justify um, myself. So it gets quite frustrating, especially as someone like, as you mentioned, um, uh, who didn't really come into Islam purely like seeing the sort of logic behind everything. Uh. It was more of like an intuition. And this feature, which I don't really know how to explain, especially to someone who's um, not really like familiar with Islam, um, or even just like like someone who's just casually asking me and I don't want to go down the whole like essay <laughs> about you know Islamic belief. That, that, that's, that's a great point. I, I wanted to add, yeah. this is a very good point. We've never really had this kind of conversation before on CC because we always focus on reason why. Um, th- the reason why this is called faith is because faith comes first. Like, it's a leap of faith, you know. And of course, reason, reasoning helps a lot with faith, right? But you've mentioned earlier on that um, God can't be proven in, in an experiment. Like, obviously, there, there are theories that, that will prove the existence of God. And, and these are theories that um, can give a lot of people assurance. But seeing God, hearing God, is something that cannot, and I, in my belief, will not be replicated like, until the end of days. Because this is exactly the, the reason why faith is called faith. If you take away the, the leap of faith from religion, then it won't be faith, it won't be faith anymore. And yeah. indeed, we will, see, we will see God at the end of, uh, on a day of judgment we will get to see him but it's also mentioned that when we see him then whatever faith we have then is nullified because we don't need when, when, when we can see the light of the sun whether or not we believe the sun exists doesn't matter anymore you know so yeah. um, indeed you know this is called faith for a reason and many a times we realize that in the story of the Prophet many of the companions took a leap of faith before they asked why you know, and this is best illustrated in the uh, story of Isra Miraj. Now that Ramadan is coming, uh, so this story of uh, Isra Miraj um, was when the Prophet did something that was very miraculous. When Prophet Sallallahu was telling this story, Abu Bakr was not in town; he was uh, he was out of town. So when he came back to one of the masjids, he was praying. People who were joking and uh, making fun of the Prophet for saying this ridiculous story in their own in their own perspective was telling Abu Bakr in a joking way. They expect Abu Bakr to completely agree with them. Like, this is nonsensical, you know? So, like, like can you believe that he said that, you know, they were, they were saying this Abu Bakr? So, Abu Bakr had only one question. Um, are you sure that you heard that from the mouth of the Prophet So, uh, the people replied to him, said, yes, we heard this from the mouth of the Prophet So, you would expect Abu Bakr to say, yeah, I mean, it's impossible. Logically, it doesn't make sense for someone to travel that far. I don't even think today we can travel, uh, you know, that, that quickly and even to the heavens, right? But interestingly enough, he said opposite. If it's from the mouth of the prophet, then it's true. You know? So many of our times, you know, the companions realize that their faith came first. Whatever happened after that, we can ask the prophet. But that belief comes first, you know? And perhaps that's something that we sometimes miss out. Not just as like a uh, born Muslim community, but even for us converts, we, for, for a lot of us, who are especially younger in, in age, we tend to, want to find out the reason first and then and then hope for faith you know um, and, and perhaps you know it's, it's not it might be a new idea or a better way for us to focus on having that faith first and then with the baraka with the blessings of that faith we 
we supplement that with actions and understanding and then that's how we become better Muslims. But that was a great sharing. Thank you so much for, for sharing about that. So uh, back to the, uh, your point of, you know, when do you decide that you want to become Muslim? Okay. Um, I also, I guess I didn't really have like, okay, a decision. I was like, okay, I'm going to be a Muslim. <laughs> but it's like, um, but I guess I, I just like, wanted to see for myself whether I, I mean, I guess whether I did have the capacity to like, properly practice uh, Islam. Uh, you know, because you can be Muslim, but you know, but how pious you are, it really depends on you, right? And your connection with Allah. So I also remember a lot of comments sharing that um, if you want to learn about Islam and you want to be a Muslim, then, you know, do it like 100%, like put your heart into it. Lah. So, okay, I'm going to try. So, I mean, Ramadan was around the corner. So, okay, okay, I guess this is it's time. So, <laughs> so I, I just tried to see whether I could, you know, um, do the fasting and do the prayers. Lah. So, at that time, I went for the prayer classes and the basic courses in the, in Islam in, in uh, Darul Akam. So, that was really uh, uh, like a good exposure to me um, on like how to pray and like uh, what are the etiquettes uh, in, in the mosque what to what to do when fasting you know um, then Ramadan just nicely came around then I tried fasting and I actually learned about Tarawih like okay this is a um, uh, it's only in Ramadan and at one point of time during Tarawih when I um, listened to the Imam recite um, Afatiha I I just felt this like I just felt very overwhelmed and I started to cry. I don't know what feeling it was, but I just felt like um I just felt like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was with me uh, and that he he sees me. Uh. I felt seen, I felt hurt by him. Um and it was just this very emotional feeling I had um that He's telling me, okay, I'm here with you. I see your struggles. I see you trying. And, you know, you, ju- you just have to come towards me. And that's when I felt like, okay, this is where I want to be. Huh? This is this just feels right to me. This is like home. And so from then on, I decided, okay, yeah, I'm, I, I'm going to work towards um, seeking a connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I, I would like to talk about, you know, your your family and your friends and your challenges and everything. But I think we'll leave it to the next podcast uh, to talk about it. Uh, right now, I would like to end with just one last question and then uh, conclude the episode. So this question is about Convert Central. Uh, I couldn't miss the opportunity to ask like how we played a part in, in your life uh, coming into Islam. Um, Convert Central, I think, entered your life shortly, maybe in Ramadan as well. And then we really got into it... Um, where we recorded the glimpses of life video on YouTube. So um, we've had like you know half 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 a year maybe, um, five four months uh, of kind of interaction with you. How how was it like um, getting to know this community and and how did Convert Central help you in your journey as well? Um, before I actually uh, met Convert Central members, um, I was just a fan. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like the fan beating the idol like that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah um so i guess like during ramadan um i started to listen to um Conversational podcast 
uh, I have always liked to listen to podcasts. Uh, so uh, finding about uh, a podcast that is like um, about converts and based in Singapore, it was like, wow, such a blessing to me. I was like, alhamdulillah, like this. You know, a lot of um, the resources I find online is mostly um, based in other countries. Um, uh, yeah, especially in Western countries. Uh. So to have one that is like close to your culture, close to uh, your home, it's like such a blessing. So I find that uh, I really enjoyed the podcast. Uh, it was really fruitful listening to other discussions about, uh, especially the sharings uh, from other converts. Like it, it helped me to gain confidence in okay um how to net, how like how they navigate their own uh, issues between culture and religion um and also they also have very informative um podcast series like uh, what dua speaks to me so that's where i learned about what is a dua you know <laughs> like um what what's how do you make a dua um and and yeah so i started off as a fan and then I signed up, um, accidentally signed up for like the the uh, the eat event that Conversential had. Um, I literally just wanted to see like what I need to write for registration. Then somehow I just <laughs> I just ended up sending it in. I was like, oh my gosh, irreversible. <laughs> then, uh, but alhamdulillah, like um, attending the event actually gave me an opportunity to meet. Uh, other converts um, and the uh, and the Central team um, and sister Eunice from uh, Central uh, actually reached out to me and uh, invited me over to her place so uh, from there I got acquainted to with like the other members of Central and got to know Muslims of like um, every background be it converts um, born Muslims or you know, second generation Muslims where um, the parent is a convert everybody has such different um, varied experiences but yet everything everyone's um, motivations and struggles are all the same we are all striving towards Allah um, we are all working towards the same goal of pleasing Allah and following the Sunnah of Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, um, and and yeah, uh, having this community was very very important to me as someone who is from a non-Muslim family. So, um, you know, nobody in your house is practicing Islam. Nobody is praying. Nobody is um doing all the Islamic practices. Nobody is saying Bismillah before they eat. <laughs> you know, um. But when I go to meet competential um, members and um, become friends with them, you know, it's like it's like immersing yourself in a Muslim community. Uh, like everyone is like-minded and have the same goal. And they are very open to teaching me, um, like teaching me and guiding me, uh, in a sense. Um, as though, as the as the one with like the sort of least Muslim knowledge, uh, <laughs> at least Islamic knowledge, uh, I guess. Um, someone who haven't even converted yet, like they don't, they're not judgmental, they don't, you know, Convert Central Muslims, they say that they, they never judge where you, how you come to Islam. Um, it doesn't matter how you, 
what was your journey? It's like, okay, now you, you want to have a connection with God, then that's the most important thing. And we will help you with that. Yeah, it's as simple as that. Lah. Um, and I just found that so beautiful. Um, this like acceptance. It's like what like the ideal Muslim community should be. Lah. I guess meeting Comfort Central um members uh actually changed my opinion towards all Muslims. So to me, as like um a Muslim convert, I always think that. Okay, our struggles are like so much more than like non Muslims. Non Muslims have it easy, you know. Um, you know, they 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 are from a Muslim family, like yeah, their hardships are not as much as ours. Uh. Like look what I have to face, you know, um, compared to them. But actually speaking with non Muslims made me realize that that's really not the case. Um, no matter what background we come from, non Muslim or not, um, actually we face very similar struggles. Like, for example, I actually um, was very concerned about wearing the hijab um, without, my fam- without my parents' knowledge. Uh. And then I'm, I'm very stressed out by the fact that I always have to hide from them um, about wearing hijab. I always have to put it on um, outside of the house. Um, and I actually confided, confided in um, one, of the, one of the sisters in CC. And she, and she actually, like... Um, she shared with me that, oh, I actually have the same uh, issue as you. That was quite surprised. Like, eh, how come she has a similar uh, struggle? And she said that it's because, like, um, sometimes, like, there are non-mahrams in her house um, who would come over. Um, but her family believes that, but her parents um, don't have the opinion that she has to cover in front of certain non-mahrams. Um, but to her, she, she believes that she has to, uh, um, specifically towards her brother-in-law. So I so then it became like a, a source of tension in, in her family, which is actually what Muslim converts face. Uh. Yeah, so it was really eye-opening to me. And she actually like uh, she said that Allah actually will actually reward you for your struggles. Um and reward you for trying for every good deed that you do. Like, don't focus on, like, um, what you're not doing. Focus on what you're doing. And then, inshallah, slowly just increase more. And that really helped me to gain uh, confidence in wearing hijab also. So, that is, uh, I guess, meeting CC and being, like, part of a Muslim community is, like, getting a second family like a Muslim family <laughs> that I never had. And I remember saying this on my conversion day um, to, my, to, the, to my sisters and brothers who were there, like, um, you know, I have, like, I can't have my sort of uh, born family with me, unfortunately, on this day where, I, where I'm charting a new path. But I can have, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave me um, a different family that is that is just as meaningful, just as loving, just as um, accepting of who I am. So really, I, I don't think I'm losing anything as a corporate, rather I'm gaining even more as I as I continue in my journey in Islam. Alhamdulillah. So it's like the more you, you know, I always feel that I'm very lonely. I always feel that, you know, why, um, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like, why am I not 
why did you not give birth? Uh, why did you not bring me into a Muslim family? But you know, I I realized that I, I always thought that I was I was like lacking something. But but Allah, you know, you trust in Allah and then He will give you even more. Like hmm. you just trust in Him, you take the next step and He will take care of everything. Like you think you are lonely, but you know, and you are lost and hopeless, but you take this, just take this step forward. Um, even though you feel like you're falling, even though you feel like no one can save you, but I will, like he will, he will catch you and he will, you know, bring you to a safe place. So this is what he, um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually did for me. You know, I, I took the, such a fearful step forward, but, it turned out to be, you know, I, I only saw the forest for the tree, but, you know, it turned out to be like a garden that I never realized. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. You know, at, by this point of time, two years into our journey uh, as Commerce Central, we've really talked about a, a lot of things that we, we want to do for the community, right? Um, but one thing I would like to, to say is that I think um, you were the first like convert that really came to CC as a non-Muslim and then we, we tried to give you as many things as we could, you know, and, and, and see whether it was really a test for us, uh, not just for the podcasting side, but also like for us as a team on whether our intentions are really here to help someone to come into Islam. And I'm, I just wanted to take the chance to, you know, not, not talk about what we've done or what we're doing for the community, but, but number one, first and foremost, to thank you for trusting us. Like it's it's something we don't take for granted. Like not not then, not now, and, and we shouldn't ever take this for granted. Thank you for trusting us with your time and and trusting us with friendships, you know, and trusting us with your journey to, to Islam. It's 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 something that is indescribable, the, the feeling when we, we, we know that because of what we did, just because a little bit of what we do, right? They help someone and they come to Islam. And and we, we are so happy as a community when we when we learned that, you know, Amy, someone that we know, she, you know, um, she's 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 gonna be a Muslim soon. You know, I think it was our blessing, more of our blessing, to be in your presence, and that we benefited more than what you could what, from you actually, from what we could ever give to you. So that was, it's always a special feeling, even as a convert myself, to 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 witness a conversion. So I just want to, to, to say that and, and thank you so much for you know opening this your experience up so that we can talk about it. Um in, in the next episode, in fact, we're gonna talk about a little bit about the challenges and, and how did your family and friends react to the conversion. It's gonna be a very interesting uh discussion because I know this was a big point in your uh in your Islamic journey as well. And we're gonna really go into how you know you dealt with that and and I myself have learned many learning points from being an outsider who, who, who saw your experience as well. So I'm excited to have that conversation. And, you know, in the next sure. episode, we'll also talk about some advices that we will give to new converts who are interested to become a Muslim. But for now, thank you so much once again for number one, coming up to share and also trusting CC with everything for the past few months. And yeah, you know, I pray that you become a beacon of inspiration, uh, like how Si Sing Han inspires the next gen inspires our generation. Inshallah. You, you, you Big shoes to fill. 
bears the flag of Islam to inspire the next generation as well. So let's end this podcast by resetting Tasbih Kapara and Surah to Asr. Subhanaka Allahumma bihamdika ashadu ala ilaha ilaha astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wa la asr inna al-insana la fi khus illa ladhina amanu amilu salihati wa ta'afi 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 wa